Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. I have with me on the show a terrific guest, uh, a native New Yorker. Um, such as myself, and I hope I get the name right, but it's Dr. Uh, Ashley Macieski, correct? Very good. Yes, that's very correct. Ashley Macieski. The, I, I feel like the more times I say it, the more that I'm going to get it wrong, uh, <laughs> right? So I apologize if I do mispronounce it, but thank you very much for being here today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so you're doing something really kind of cool um, that we're going to jump into in a little bit, um, something kind of fun, but first, tell me how you how you get involved in dentistry? Well, I knew I wanted to be a dentist when I was a kid. I knew when I had a sibling born when I was young who had special needs. I loved all of her different doctors, her nurses, her therapists. So I would interview all of them and ask them all about their job. And I think by the time I was 14, I had chosen dentistry. I decided that was my my favorite provider, our favorite family dentist, and wanted to be just like them. Um, and turns out I'm not doing anything at all like what my, my childhood dentist does. So, But I love the field yeah. of dentistry and you can treat every single person, even people without teeth, all ages. Everyone needs a dentist. So that's why I really wanted to jump in. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And it's a cool story. How long have you been practicing? I graduated in 2019. I've been practicing now almost three years. Okay, so you're doing something that I'm sure a lot of people um, told you that couldn't be done or shouldn't be done or wouldn't be done. Tell me what you're doing. Absolutely. I am doing dental house calls. That is my business. I drive to people's homes and I deliver care to them via mobile equipment um, in the comfort of their living room, their house, their hospital chair, wheelchair, wherever they need to be treated. Um, but I will say dental home care is not a substitute. If you're able to get to the dentist, I definitely recommend it. Um, I don't have a portable panoramic machine. I cannot do same day crown milling in people's homes, but I'm treating people who for a very long time had zero opportunity to get to the dentist to have any treatment at all. So that's kind of where I'm trying to fill in the need. Gap. So are most of your, I'm assuming some of your patients are probably special needs of some sort or another, but others are just the elderly or what's your typical patient look like? My patients may have special needs, but a lot of them are elderly yet with limited mobility. They may have dementia or Parkinson's. Um, a lot of people have muscular um, dystrophy, MS, CP, any kind of condition that would inhibit them from leaving. A lot of patients with ALS, like degenerative diseases. So patients, um, even in hospice who have been healthy, maybe for their whole life and now they're just elderly and they're leaving us peacefully and they have a tooth that is cutting their tongue every time they talk and they need a dentist to smooth it out. So a lot of different patients. So tell me what are some of the, um, what are, what are some of the challenges or actually let's, let's do this backwards. What are, um, what are some of the things that are a lot easier about um, doing remote dentistry? I shouldn't say remote dentistry, doing onsite, right? House calls dentistry. What are some things that, really easy that you thought were going to be challenging and difficult? I thought that it might be challenging and difficult to deal um, with families. Normally when you're in training, they teach you, especially when you have a child, to try to have a child um, behave well with only you, maybe leave mom or dad in the waiting room. Um, but actually I'm treating people and their families kind of all at once. They have loved ones around them nearby. And I thought it might be tough to deliver care and, you know, talk to families while I'm doing it. And it's actually turned out to be one of my favorite parts of of home dentistry is getting to know the families, the family stories. Um, patients want to talk to people. A lot of my patients are kind of isolated. So I'm really grateful to be able to offer them 
company and care and take my time. Do you still see patients in a clinical setting too, or do you just are you just seeing them in the home or hospice? I have a part-time, um, two-day-a-week position at a community health center in my town. I at a public health center. I really care about delivering care to patients who might not otherwise be able to find it. So I have a traditional care setting where two days a week it's busy, busy, go, go, go. Um, so when I'm at home with patients, I really like to take my time and hear their stories. Why do they need me there? What's been going on with them? And I get to offer care they haven't had for years. So what are some of the um, challenges that you're having that you didn't think would be a challenge at all? I will say ergonomics. I didn't think about this, um, but geez, like I am put in all different kinds of positions when people are upright in their hospital beds or wheelchairs, and I'm happy for them to remain comfortable. But sometimes I am like upside down if I'm doing an extraction or something silly. So I will say I've had to invest more in my back health, my neck health. Um, It's not a typical setting where I'm able to just adjust a patient in a chair. My patients have limited range of motion sometimes. So I'm doing a lot more movement than I thought I would be doing. So what are the next steps for you? What do you, where do you plan on taking this? What are your, what's your goal and vision? If you don't mind sharing that. No, that's fine. I realize that I love to be doing it um, even more often than I'm doing it. I'm up to three days a week and I'm getting pretty busy. So I'm pretty sure that I'll be able to do that even, even more in the future. But even if I were to do it seven days a week, 24 hours a day, there are still too many people who need care at home. And Driving around from house to house is not necessarily efficient, which is why, as you said, a lot of people advise me against this career path. But regardless of um, the efficiency, like it's the only way to be able to reach certain patients. So I, I would love it if there were more mobile dentists in my area or any area. Um, if I could just teach doctors, especially young grads, before they assume such a debt load that a lot of older grads um, assume. Young grads can do this quickly. It's a low barrier to entry. You're helping people who really need it. And I would just love to get the message out there to people to start doing this because there are so many people who need care. There could never be too many of us, even if you're doing it part time. Or... Yeah, so who do you think this is? Who do you think it's right for? Right. I mean, what, what types of people do you think should be the ones? I mean, because obviously it's not right for everybody. Right. Yeah, I would say that personality wise, the type of person who should be doing it, probably yeah. somebody who's very patient, someone who really cares to talk to families and patients and gets to know them personally. Um I would say at stage of the career, it's really great, like I said, for new grads to enter into the field. And I would say it's great for retiring docs who might be selling their practice, getting rid of um, some bigger equipment who maintain you know, more mobile or smaller equipment they can offer services at home. It's really great for any dentist um, who's looking into it. I will say the economics of it get tricky. So if you're in the middle of your, if you have a practice right now and it isn't completely self-sustaining um, or let's say like paid off even, I don't know if, if it's the opportunity cost of going to one patient's house for a couple of hours is worth the time for some people. So I would say the dentist would really have to make that decision on their own based on where they are financially or in their career. Sure. This probably isn't someone where um, acquiring wealth is a significant part of their career decisions. I'm guessing it's probably not the, the best fit for someone who's purely money motivated. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, like I said, it is not efficient. I might spend two hours at someone's home doing exam trophy, x-rays, denture adjustment, something like that, where in two hours in a private office, you're able to do four hygiene exams and see three or four patients yourself. Um, So it is not the most efficient mode of care. And if anyone's looking for an efficient high dollar system, that's probably not the way um, to do it. But that being said, there is a great demand and not a lot of doctors doing this. So even if you are there for two hours, some families really do value that care and you'd be surprised at what they're willing to exchange you for that just because the value is so great. 
what you're yeah. able to provide families. So for um, our audience that's listening who knows that maybe this isn't the right fit for them, mm-hmm. um, something that, that they don't want to do or are not going to do or physically can't do, right? Like you said, ergonomics, you're contorting yourself, hanging Correct. upside down. Yeah, it is not for everyone. The care at home is not for everyone or the dentistry. That's for sure. You have to be able Yeah. So, but if you want to support um, this and you want to make sure that um, people are getting services that, that can't come into practices typically, what are some things that you can do? What are some organizations that can be supported or some, some groups that can be supported um, maybe with supplies or with donations or, or something along those lines? How can, how can they help outside of dentistry? So I would say um, outside of dentistry, organizations that are already visiting people at home, like visiting nurses and things like hospice, things like that, support those visiting agencies. They really, they do take care of people at home. Um, do me a favor and re-ask your question. Maybe I misunderstood. Yeah, so no, it's okay. And I didn't do a great job asking it. So I'm just, outside of doing dentistry themselves, what are some things oh. that audience members can do to support people who are at home or support dentists or at home or other organizations at home. Understood. Um, yeah. Without going themselves. Yeah. Without going yourselves, definitely support those care organizations who are, it's amazing. I didn't know about so many care organizations in my neighborhood until I started visiting people at home who then told me that they got meals on wheels, or maybe they had a visiting nurse come and just see in those, look at those um, organizations in your area who provide direct care and support them in any way possible. Send patients their way, donations their way, because they're offering more than just healthcare. When you're working at home, they're offering a lot of company support, um, keeping people mentally happy while they're at home healing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome what you're doing. And we really appreciate you being here. Um, I want to promote your website and check, tell our audience to check it out and see what you're doing and learn more. It's accomodental.com. That's A-C-C-O-M-M-O dental.com. Give me the last couple of words. What else would you like to share with our audience? Thanks. I would just like to share with your audience that um, thank you for listening and keep making dentistry great. Find the way that you fit into it. Um, If you're a dentist or looking to get involved, there is a type of dentistry for everybody out there and find your fit where you, where you think you fit best and what kind of patients you'd like to work with. Thank you very much for being here, doctor. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.